In this episode, we look at how to stay consistent. Get excited, because this is Tiny Leaps. Big changes. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps. Big changes, where I share simple research-based strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and this is weird to say. This is an insane thing to say, but today, this episode, right now, is episode 800 of this podcast. 800. Like, that is mind-blowing. That is absolutely insane to me. Like, 800 times I've showed up to this microphone, I've hit record, and I've talked to you. And I've shared what's going on in my life with you. And you've shared what's going on in your life with me through the comments on different platforms or in our Discord or wherever you've reached out to me. 800 times. That is mind-blowing. And as I was putting this episode together, I really stopped to ask myself something. Why is this working? Why am I still here? Why am I being consistent with this? Because there's so many other things in my life, and I'm sure in your life as well, that we've tried to do, we've wanted desperately to do, and for whatever reason, we just can't stick with it. So that's what I want to talk about today. The reasons that I believe I was able to be this consistent for this many years with this podcast when in the past I've failed over and over again. And my hope is that some of these reasons can be applied to your own life and to your own goals and the things that you want to be more consistent at. Stay tuned. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right. So we need to look at a couple of things when we uh, dive into the question of consistency. So when it comes to this podcast specifically, I started it from a place of anger and from a place of frustration and from a place of sadness in a lot of ways. And I think that that was an important part of why this podcast has worked for so long. There is a very real conversation about finding your passion And I think that there is truth to it. When you pursue something that you love, that you enjoy, that you could do all day, every day, when you do that, it's easier to keep showing up. Yes, it doesn't mean that they're going to be, that that they are always going to want to. It doesn't mean that there aren't going to be days when you just don't feel like it. Like, of course, that's still going to happen. But if you're passionate about it, if it's something you really care about, it's easier to get over that mental hump to take action. And this is good advice, but I think it's surface level. I think the reason this has worked for me, because I'm going to be honest, and if you've been listening to this show for a while, you know 
I am not passionate about personal development. I'm not, at least not in the way that we currently define passion. Because when you say, I'm passionate about this, or I'm pursuing my passion, or whatever way you might want to phrase it, when you say that, typically what we mean is that you love it, that it excites you, that it gets you energized and ready to go. And that's not the case for me. I don't actually like this industry that I'm in. I don't actually like the vast majority of the advice in this industry. And I think the, the, the majority of it sucks, being perfectly honest. I think it's bad advice. But that's where I think I have an advantage, at least from a consistency perspective. Because I think what we need to do is expand the definition of passion. I think we need to start thinking about passion not just as something you love, but as something that makes you react emotionally. Now, that emotion could be anything. It could be hatred. It could be anger. It could be frustration. It could be sadness. It could be loneliness. There are any number of things in this world that cause you to react emotionally. Your job is not to just focus on what is it that I love. I think that's the easy answer. That's the thing that's really easy to say. If you love something, you're going to keep working at it. But the truth is, passion comes in many forms. You can hate something so much that you have to do something about it. You can be so frustrated by something that it calls you to anger. You can be made so sad. It can break your heart to see something in the world. So much so that you have to move forward and, and do something. That's passion as well. But that's not, for whatever reason, the way we typically talk about it. And I think in my case, I wasted a lot of time, a lot of years, dismissing things because it felt like, well, I'm not passionate about it. I don't love this so much. And I almost did that with personal development because it's not something I'm that passionate about. I'm neither passionate about podcasting nor am I passionate about personal development. But they do make me angry. They do make me frustrated, so much so that one day I felt like I need to do something. I need to say something. And that has been the driving factor for this show every step of the way. Because it feels like if I don't show up, if I don't share what, what I think will actually work, if I don't help add a counter to the industry, against all of the things that, that feel wrong from my perspective. If I don't do that, then I'm letting people down. Then I'm allowing people to suffer unnecessarily. So that's the first key that I think we need to uh, recognize when it comes to being consistent, is building things not just around whether or not we love it, but also around whether or not it makes us emotional, whether or not we react to it in some way, and what that reaction is, how it feels, and what it means to us. Now, I think the second thing that was really important for me with this podcast is signs of traction. And what I mean here is that it works. This isn't my first podcast. This is actually the fourth that I've personally hosted this is the, or this was the 25th or so that I had launched and, and created. 
prior to this podcast, I was doing client work in podcasting. And so I had a pretty good idea of what a success looked like in podcasting. There were many shows that I launched before this that went out into the world and returned crickets. Absolutely nothing. Nobody wanted to hear them. And when you uh, sit down and you look at the advice that's out there in personal development or self-help in regards to what you should do in that situation, the advice is always pretty similar. You should keep going. You should put in the work. We see all these quotes on Instagram saying over and over again that such and such person was speaking to nobody for 10 years before they finally paid attention to him, yada, yada, yada. And here's the thing. I'm not saying that that's not true. I'm saying it's lazy. Here's what I mean by that. It's really easy to give the advice that if something isn't working, you just need to work harder at it. What they often leave out is that doing so does not mean delivering the same thing over and over again for 10 years. The comedian who bombed for 10 years straight before they finally nailed their set, that person was iterating the entire time. They were performing, they were getting feedback, and they were making changes until finally those changes compounded and eventually 10 years later, They had a set that worked. The podcaster that was successful, the vast majority of times when it's starting from a show that isn't working and becomes one that is, that show has shifted so much along the way. The the name any anything that you might want to do, if you're not getting the results you want, you're going to have to shift your approach. It cannot just be well, I'm going to stubbornly work at this thing until people pay attention. If it's not working, they don't want to pay attention. And I think we need to start dealing with that. I think we need to start recognizing that as fact. If people aren't paying attention, it's because they don't want to. Because right now, you're not that good. I'm sorry to say it, but it is the truth. And that truth is the next step you need to take in order to get that good, to make people pay attention. With this podcast, like I said, I hosted three other shows before that all went out to crickets. The best thing that I did with those shows was end them, was quit, was walk away. Doing the thing that everyone in this industry says you should never do. You need to go heads down and just keep going. Just don't worry about what anybody else thinks. Just keep going and work harder. No, no, it's stupid, lazy advice. What you need to do is address whether or not you should end that thing and move on to the next thing, move on to the next attempt, or you just need to change that thing and end the way you're currently doing it. But at some point, you're going to have to quit something. You're either going to have to quit doing the thing itself and trying on that specific approach, or you're going to have to quit the way that you're doing the thing. But something has to change. If it's not working, you need to change something until it works. That's how this actually happens. When I launched Tiny Leaps, it was clear it was going to work from day one. It was crystal clear. There was no question in my mind. Now, has it grown since then? Has there been an increase and a decrease? Absolutely. But it was 
crystal clear from day one, this is different from the other shows. And that wasn't me looking at it and romantically saying, oh, but it's so much better. No, no, that was the numbers. That was the data. That was me looking at the analytics and seeing, holy hell, there are people here. Unlike these other shows, wasn't a ton of people, but there were people there which told me something was working. And then from there, I iterated and I iterated and I iterated. And the last six years and 800 episodes have just been experiments. That's it. If you listen to this show regularly, you can hear I've changed my style a number of times because I'm still trying to figure out what exactly is the thing. Yeah, we might find something and it works well, but that doesn't mean it can't work better. That doesn't mean there isn't room to iterate and change and try something new that could produce even bigger results. So it's imperative that you either see traction early and double down, or you allow yourself to actually question, is what I'm doing the right thing? Should I change something? Should I end something? Just doing the same thing over and over again is never going to actually work. Unless, and I have to add the caveat here, it's possible the world changes around you. The person who was talking about crypto 15, 20 years ago when no one cared about crypto is doing pretty well right now if they just kept their head down. But I will argue that that is the rare occurrence. It's much rarer that the world changes to meet you than it is that you change to meet the world. And maybe that doesn't sound good. Maybe that isn't the romantic, alone cowboy style that we like to approach things with. But that is the reality. And sometimes you've got to face reality if you want to accomplish certain things. The third thing that worked incredibly well for me was over the years, I've built up clear systems and clear processes. I know exactly what needs to happen once an episode is recorded, before an episode is recorded. I I have everything documented, and I have software and tools that I use to make my life easier. One of the biggest reasons that we're not consistent with things is because of friction. It's too difficult to do the thing, either physically or emotionally slash mentally. There's too much we need to overcome in order to make the thing happen. And a perfect example of this, I struggled for many years to make uh, video work for this podcast. Many, many years. A big part of why? Because I had to break down and set up my equipment every single time that I tried to record. And that just wasn't working. But I couldn't leave it up because I didn't have the space for it. I was recording in my living room when I first started. And so over the years, I did what I was able to do consistently, which meant audio. And over the years, I tried to make video work. And it just was never something that I could stick with because there was too much friction. Finally, I got to the place that I'm in now where I can leave my studio set up where it doesn't affect anything when I'm not using it, and where I can experiment freely to make it work for me. And having that system in place has allowed me to be consistent on the video side, finally. Similarly, having the systems in place for what happens once a recording is done 
how I approach the edit, so on and so forth, has reduced the amount of time that I spend on the show consistently. When I first started, my first few episodes of this podcast took four hours, five hours to edit. An enormous amount of time for a 20-minute show, a 15-minute show. Now it takes me maybe an hour. I've carved it down quite a bit. Sometimes it takes me less than an hour. That's all because of systems. But if I didn't get to that point, this show would have ended a long time ago because it's just not something I would have been able to consistently do and feel good about consistently doing. The fourth thing I want to talk about here is something I've been preaching on this show for years, it feels like, and that is flexibility and forgiveness, recognizing that you're a human being. Yes, I have systems. Yes, I'm good at this now, but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to fail. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to miss. You, of all people, should know this. I miss episodes all the time. I reschedule episodes all the time. I change my publishing schedule all the time. All the time. Because I need to. Because it's better for me to make those changes in order to make the show sustainable for me than to try to fit myself into some made-up mold and then eventually burn out on it. I've had to be flexible with myself, with my expectations, and with you. And I've had to just hope that you're willing to come along for that ride with me and support the changes that I need to make in order to protect myself and my mental health and to do all the other things that I need to do on a day-to-day basis. And thankfully, you've been willing to do that, and I can't thank you enough. But if I didn't have that requirement for myself, if I didn't come into this knowing I'm going to fail, I'm going to miss, I'm going to screw up, Heck, I'm going to publish episodes where I, I submit the wrong file. And instead of sending the edited file, I send the raw file. Like, I've screwed up a lot in the last 800 episodes. It's shocking to me that you haven't left yet. But I had to allow myself to make those screw-ups. And any audience that listens to this show has to allow me to make those screw-ups as well. If you want this show to keep coming back because sustainability is not about hitting your target 100% of the time. Sustainability is about building a life that allows you to hit the target when you're able to hit the target and doesn't beat you up when you miss it. That's how human beings have to worry about being sustainable and consistent. And the last thing here you got to have someone else that matters. It's got to be more than just your own desire. I started this episode by talking about how I'm angry. I'm, I'm frustrated with the personal development industry. And I think it gives bad advice that leaves people in really bad situations or at the, the, the very least leads to potential depression and anxiety around why their lives aren't where they think it should be based on an Instagram post. That's depressing to me. That is heartbreaking to me. And so I keep showing up because I feel like maybe my message isn't the right message for everybody. I'm sure it's not. But for the few people that it is, for the few people that it can help, I want to be there to help them. That matters to me. 
And showing up is the proxy to doing that. If I want to help them, I have to show up. So in many ways, you are the reason that this show has been so consistent. You are. Because you keep showing up. You keep listening. You keep applying the things that I talk about. And you keep messaging me saying how much your life is different as a result of it. And that's amazing to hear. But even more than that, it reminds me that there are other people on the, the other side of this. There are people who are, are dealing with things that I can't imagine. And I get to play some small, insignificant role in their journey to living the life that they want and deserve. That is incredible. And that has driven me to keep showing up and will continue to drive me to keep showing up. And so as you're looking to apply your own uh, rules and your own lessons towards your consistency, whatever it might be for, you've got to look to the people that it affects. Look to the people that are affected by you. That could mean that because you're happier or you're in a better place in your own life, that you're able to support them differently or you're able to show up for them differently or even just that you're able to walk past them with a smile more often which leads to them feeling happier and more connected in their day. Whatever way they are affected doesn't really matter. It doesn't have to be some insane, intense way that you're supporting them. It could be the tiniest thing. But it still matters and it's a reason to continue doing whatever it is that you're doing. So with all of that said, I want to close out this episode by saying thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for my livelihood, for allowing me to show up to this podcast every day, for allowing me the time to learn how to code so that I could build the app, for allowing me to support you and to play a role in your journey. Thank you, because you didn't have to, and you don't have to but you keep choosing to. And that means more to me than anything else. So I'm going to close this out by saying something I said at, in the very first episode of this and in a number of episodes since. If you keep showing up, I'm going to keep showing up. If you keep doing what you can to live a better life, I'm going to keep doing what I can to live a better life and share it with you. And looking ahead at the next hundred, there's a lot that I have planned and a lot that I want to do to bring more of that to you, to make it even more accessible. So I hope that you'll join me for the next hundred. And I hope that in another hundred episodes, I can sit here and gush at the microphone and gush at the camera about how much I really do truly love you. Because I do. I really, really do. So thank you. I've been Greg Clunas. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day.